0: Hello, everyone. We have Tierney Trayer on today's episode. I'm so excited to get to know a little bit more about her. Did I say your name right?
1: Yes, you did.
0: (laughs) Okay, cool. Uh, You literally told me like a second ago, and then I was
1: like, oh my God. (laughs) Okay, so I'm just going to throw it at you. Start wherever you'd like with your story. Okay, so I feel like my story is a bit unusual, it's not like the typical miscarriage story. My story is about an accidental pregnancy that happened in a very brand new relationship, which unfortunately ended very bad. So I'll kind of get into that and start talking about my relationship to start things off. But um, I was dating a guy named Kyle. We met in May of this year. And when I met Kyle, he was kind of in the process of healing from a previous relationship about six months prior to meeting him, he was in an engagement and it failed pretty badly. Um, She kind of cut things off with him out of nowhere. They had invites out, wedding paid for everything. Um, She cut things out or off with him pretty, pretty suddenly. He was pretty hurt by it. So um, he was kind of healing and getting back out into the dating scene. And then we kind of met at that point. And like instantly when I met him, like everything was just on fire. Like we were like oddly obsessed with each other, couldn't get enough of each other, just instantly hit it off. Um, So that was in May. And then by June, we kind of started tossing around like the idea of like officially like dating because I feel like nowadays you kind of talk to somebody and get to know them for a little bit and then you start to make things official after a couple months. So we were at that point in June where we decided we wanted to kind of make things official. And um knowing his history with his ex girlfriend, I remember I said to Kyle, I said, Now before I absolutely make this official with you, I need to know one thing and I need you to promise me one thing. And that thing is that there is a potential when you are seen happy in a new relationship, your ex could come back and want you. Cause that happens often. Mm-hmm. Um I said, so just tell me right now that if if that would if that would happen that you would just you would turn that down, you wouldn't go for it. You just want me like promise me that before I decide to commit to you. And he promised and promised and he said I want you. He told me everything I wanted to hear. So he made me feel really comfortable about the next step with us. So I decided to get in a relationship with him. Um And yeah, things were just on fire. We were going on weekend trips constantly. We were getting to know each other's families. Um, His family really liked me. My family really loved him. Um, And that was huge to me because my mom and I were so close and I'm an only child. So for my mother to love my boyfriend was just such a good thing. Um, And everything was just kind of moving super, super fast. We were starting to throw around I love you's. We started to get to that point where we felt like we loved each other. Um, And then by June, like the end of June, we were kind of deciding like about going on like a trip together and wanting to do something special since we were kind of new. So we decided that we were going to go camping. So the weekend after the 4th of July, we went camping. And while while we were on this trip, it kind of dawned on me that I didn't get my period And it was really weird because I, I had never had a pregnancy scare before in my life. Like I always got my period so regularly down to like literally down to the hour. Like I was on birth control for so long that like I knew when I would get it. Um, so yeah, on this trip, I kind of just was like, wait a second, I didn't get my period. And then once that realization kind of hit me, I was like, you know what? Like I do feel kind of funny. Like my boobs are so sore. Like I just feel really like moody. Like I just didn't feel like myself. And I think like I was kind of connecting the dots and kind of realizing, I think I'm freaking pregnant. So, um, on this trip, I had mentioned to Kyle, I was like, I think like there's a good chance I'm pregnant. And he just kind of kept blowing it off and was like, no, like, I don't, I don't think you're pregnant. Like, just give it time. Like, I'm sure you'll get it in the next couple of days. You're probably just worrying. And I, just kept saying to him, like, no, like, I know my body, and like, something's off, like, I never miss a period, like, whatever, so he just kind of, the whole trip, I kept wanting to talk about it, because it was so on my mind, I just wanted to, like, know if I was, and he just kind of was brushing it off, and not paying attention to what I was saying, but um, we ended up getting home from the trip a couple days later, and then I realized I still didn't have it, so um, we kind of went our separate ways for the day and did our own thing, he kind of did his thing, I went to lunch with my mom, and went to TJ Maxx, and then on the way home, I passed a drugstore, and I didn't tell my mom at this point that I was suspecting I was pregnant, I just kind of kept it to myself, um, on my way home, I passed a drugstore, and I was like, okay, I think I'm just gonna stop in, I'm gonna get a pregnancy test, and just kind of put this to rest, so, um, I did. And then when I got home, I think that I got like the first response test where it showed like a plus if you were pregnant. Um, I got home and this is gross, but I peed in the cup and then, um, I put both of the, not tests- gross at all to anybody. Listening. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but, um, so I put both tests in the cup and like instantly, like the negative sign kind of comes in when the pee hits mm-hmm. it. But, um, I remember just like standing there staring at it, and I just started to see that like faint line starting to get darker and darker of the plus. And like the rush of emotions that I got at that point were just like und- indescribable. Like I was like, holy shit. Like I'm pregnant. Like, oh my God. Like I didn't mean for this, but I'm like excited, slash, like, what am I going to do? Like, oh my God, this is a new relationship. This is crazy. So. I called Kyle right away, and I was like, I think that he answered the phone and didn't even get to say the word, like, hello. Like, I instantly, like, as soon as I knew the phone was connected, I was just like, I'm pregnant. I'm pregnant. <laughs> and he was like, okay, calm down. Like, it's okay. Like, I'm coming over. So um, on his way over, I just kind of decided to get a shower and just, like, collect my thoughts. And I remember they were just, like, all over the place. I was just like, I can't even explain. Like, that's a few- feeling I'll never like be able to explain like just that first positive pregnancy test when you're not expecting it was just so crazy so I was just kind of collecting my thoughts and then he got to my house and we talked it over and we were just in so much shock but like oddly excited I don't know and I remember I said to him like I'm gonna have to call my mom I was like I've never been pregnant before like I don't know what doctor to call. I don't know what my next step needs to be. I don't know what to do. Like, I don't, I've never done this thing before. So, um, he was like, are you sure you want to tell your mom like right away? And I was like, yes, because I don't know what to do. And like, I go to my mom for everything. She's my best friend in the whole world. So I called her and I told her what was going on. And she was so excited. She was like, Tyranny. she's like you're 26 years old she was like it's not like you're 15 she's like 26 year olds have babies and she's like yes you might be in a new relationship but she was like at this point like I trust Kyle so much with you he's so good and she was like it's gonna be okay She's like this is gonna be the best thing that's ever happened to you and I was like you're right like this is just crazy so um I think from that point on then like once I knew I had my mom's like like, that my mom was excited, I just started to get really excited, and so did Kyle, and I think, like, I instantly just, like, jumped into mom mode of just, like, oh my god, I have to get healthy, I need to download all the apps, I need to do everything right, I need to drink so much water, like, I just instantly got so excited and just did everything I could to make it a healthy pregnancy, I went out and got prenatals even before my first doctor's appointment, um, so, everything was pretty much going well. We were getting excited, kind of settling into the idea of being parents. And about a week into that, after I found out I was pregnant, Kyle and I went out to dinner and um, I kind of was just joking around and I was like, well, your ex will never want you back now because you got me pregnant. Like, this is crazy. And he was like, well, he's like, I need to talk to you about that. And I said, oh God, what? Like my heart just sank. And he was like, Obviously, nobody knew we were pregnant at this point, but he was like, she reached out to me a couple days ago, and she, just like you kind of said, saw me happy and just kind of regrets what she did to me and basically wants me back. She's been wanting to meet up. She's been wanting to talk. She's been pretty much doing everything she can to convince me to go back to her, and I remember I was just like, well, like, like, what did you say? Like, I I was at first mad that he didn't tell me about it when it was actually happening. I was kind of upset that he waited a couple days to tell me um he was like well obviously like we're doing this together like I'm not going back to her like you're everything like I want like this baby is my main priority you're my main priority like I shut it down like he's like I never met up with her and um you have nothing to worry about so he kind of like made me feel comfortable with the situation but for like a couple days after I remember just being like in my head and just having this like bad gut feeling just just didn't, something didn't sit right. And I remember just thinking like, what if like he gives in and what if this temptation gets to him and I'm a single mom, like this is, I have a lot to lose here. So I just remember for a couple of days, I was just really in my head about it. But as time went on, that kind of lessened and we started going to doctor's appointments and things started to get really real. So it kind of just got pushed to the back of my mind. Um, and when I went in for my first doctor's appointment, everything was so good. They, all my, Um, pregnancy labs and everything that came back was great. My HCG was really high. It was where it should have been. So everything was pretty good. Um, And then I think like that night, Kyle said, you know what? Like, it doesn't really make sense for us to have two different like rents. Like we were both living separately and paying rent. And he was like, I know this sounds terrible, but like we kind of lived paycheck to paycheck. We just didn't have tons of extra money. So he was like, why don't we move in together and kind of eliminate one of those rent payments and start saving for this baby. And basically we have nine months to get our shit together and get like good savings and a house ready for this baby. So I think we should do it. And he was just really pushing for this house. And, um, I kind of was like, well, I think that is the best option. I think it makes the most sense. And a house that we really liked kind of just fell onto our lap. So I remember in that moment I was thinking like, well, this just kind of must be meant to be all of it meant to be like how weird is it that this house just kind of fell on our lap and we just got pregnant and it just kind of seemed like everything was falling into place the way it was supposed to and the way that you always think of your life falling into place um so it was good so we decided to get this house and we moved in together and um things were really good appointments were happening still and things were good so we decided that we wanted to announce I wanted to announce pretty early. I I was only eight weeks, but I, like, could not wait. Like, I just wanted the world to know I was pregnant. I was so excited. I ordered this little onesie off Etsy to kind of do an announcement, and I staged it, and we did, like, a picture for it, but I remember Kyle didn't want to announce yet. He was like, we need to wait. We need to wait. He's like, I know of people that have had miscarriages. Um, my mom had one. A close friend of mine had three before they ended up with their baby. He was like, we need to wait. And I was like, no, like, that's not going to happen to me. Like, I feel like you just don't think it's going to happen to you. And like, I didn't have, like, my mom didn't have a history of miscarriage or anything like that. So I just kind of didn't think it was going to happen. And every appointment was going so well. So I pushed to announce and we did. And we got so much love and so much positivity through that announcement. Like, it was just so great and that was probably one of like the happiest days of my life just like announcing to the world that I was expecting and just people coming out of the woodwork and they were just like I'm so happy for you like it was just a really good time but shortly after that i had another doctor's appointment that week and when i went to that doctor's appointment so i'm going to say like my symptoms i had them i definitely felt pregnant but i never had morning sickness and i don't know if that's like a red flag is an indicator of how a pregnancy is going to go but um, I don't know, but I started showing, that was, like, one of the really main symptoms, like, I was showing, like, everybody that I worked with was, like, tyranny. like, how are you showing already? You're only eight weeks, but, like, I didn't know, like, I was popping out, like, and I'm a hairstylist, so a lot of clients started saying things and started noticing, like, you could tell I was pregnant, so I went in for that doctor's appointment, and I remember I said to my doctor, I was, like, do you think that there's any possible way that I could be a little further along than what you think. Like I'm showing and I'm only eight weeks and um I said it's just weird. Everybody says they don't normally start showing till like 15 weeks or something like that. But she was like, you know what? She's like, you really are showing. She's like, I've even seen a difference in you since the first time that you came in. And she was like, why don't we get you in for your first ultrasound this week? Like as soon as possible. Cause she was like maybe you're a little further than what we thought. And you got your period dates kind of messed up, or maybe you have twins in there. Like she kind of joked about it. And so I said, okay, like I can't wait. So, um, I just remember I could not wait for this ultrasound to come. I just couldn't wait. I was so excited to just see my baby and whatever. So that was a Monday that I had that appointment. So by Thursday was my ultrasound. And, um, I was due to go into work later that day, so that didn't affect me, but Kyla had to take off work in the morning to go, and we went to my ultrasound, and um, when we got in there, they had to do a vaginal one just because I wasn't far enough along to hear the heartbeat or anything like that or see anything, so when they got in there, the ultrasound tech was like, "Okay, I'm just gonna take a couple pictures of everything, and then we'll get up to the pregnancy, and we'll see the baby." So, we were just sitting there, kind of holding hands, looking up at the monitor, and then um, she finally got to the pregnancy, and um, she kind of cocked her head funny, and she goes, "Your baby's measuring really small." And I said, "Well, what, what does that mean?" and she goes, you're measuring three weeks behind what you should be, she was like, you should be almost about nine weeks now, and she said, your baby is only, at, he's not, it's not growing past six weeks, as it, as it looks, but she's like, don't, don't worry, she said, um, you might have just gotten your period dates wrong, um, don't worry about it, she said, but here's the heartbeat, so we could see the heartbeat on the screen, it was like a little flicker, so um, she gave us a picture and everything, and I remember I left that appointment feeling a little weird about it, but I didn't worry too much because like I said we saw the heartbeat and um I thought that was like the main thing that meant everything was good. So um I remember I called my mom right after the appointment told her what was going on and she was like Tierney, don't worry. She said I measured 3 weeks behind my entire pregnancy with you. She said it's probably nothing. Don't worry about it. So I was like, "Okay, like I won't." Like I mean, I was like, "I mean, we saw the heartbeat, so it's got to be fine, right?" So I remember that day then I went to work and I was kind of telling the girls what was going on and they kind of were not thinking it was anything to be alarmed about as well. But later in the day, like worry just started creeping in and I feel like I just get these gut feelings and I should always trust my gut because when when I have that feeling, it's usually right. But I just got this gut feeling something was wrong. So I called the doctor and I left a a voicemail um, and I just said, hey, can you give me a call back? Like, I just feel a little funny about like, my ultrasound today. I just feel a little uncomfortable with it. Like maybe you could just call me and give me a little peace of mind. So, um, later in my work day, I received a call from the doctor and he said, now what's, he said, now the the fact that the baby is measuring small is not alarming, but he said, what's alarming is the fact that the heart rate is pretty low. He said, your baby's heart rate was only at 90 beats per minute. And, um, We like to see it at at least least 100 by this point. And so he was kind of telling me that this pregnancy could go either way. He was kind of preparing me for the worst. He was like, now, he's like, now a lot of people have miscarriages and they don't even know they're pregnant Um, at this point. He's like, you're very early. He said, "Um, I just want you to know it's nothing you did wrong these kind of things happen. We're here all the time. If you need to just call and talk any time of the day, he said, there's somebody working, you can just call. So he was just kind of preparing me for like a really like worst case scenario. And he was just throwing around the word miscarry a lot. So I remember I said to him, so you're saying I'm going to miscarry. And he was like, no, like, no, I'm not saying either way. He said, I just want you to be prepared. He said, I've seen this go well and the heartbeat rate kind of normalizes and everything's fine. I've also seen this go very bad. Um, So I just remember I got off the phone and I was hysterical. I was in the back room at work. I was about 15 minutes away from my client walking in. And I remember I called my boss in the back and I was like, I'm going to have to text my client and tell her to turn around. I was like, I've got to go. Like, I can't, I can't be here right now. I was just absolutely sobbing. There was no way I was going to be able to calm myself down in 15 minutes to do someone's hair. It just, at that point, that didn't matter to me. I just needed to go home and collect my thoughts and kind of process what the doctor just told me because I wasn't expecting that. The, The day of my ultrasound was supposed to be like one of the best days of my life and it ended up kind of being one of the worst days. But so I left work in kind of a rush and I called my mom and I told her what was going on and she started crying and I was crying and it was just awful and I remember I texted Kyle at work and I told him what was happening and he seemed pretty concerned. And, um, when I got home, I just remember I Googled the shit out of everything I could possibly think about to try to find some hope to hold on to that this pregnancy was going to make it. And I had a friend that was a PA and I remember I called her and was talking to her about it. And I just was like grasping at straws for some type of comfort that this was going to be okay. And online, I kind of read a lot of, um, a lot of encouraging stories that people have gone through this and then it kind of turned around. They went in for their next ultrasound and the heart rate was perfect and strong and everything was good. But then I also read a lot of bad stories that weren't too promising. So I was just at that point in this stage where I was like in this limbo of just not knowing which way this pregnancy was going to go. And I think that was the worst, just like in my head, just worrying, worrying, worrying that limbo is awful. Um, and then, I was home for a couple hours before Kyle got home, and he came home, and he had this giant bouquet of flowers for me, and this is where the first red flag of my relationship kind of happened, Um, and I should have seen it in that moment, but I didn't, and now looking back, I know this was a red flag. He came home with this bouquet of flowers, and it was so beautiful, but following after the flowers was, do you mind if I still go night fishing tonight with my buddies? And like, after just hearing that your child's heart rate is low and that I might be miscarrying and knowing that I'm so miserably upset, you want to go night fishing. Like, that was just, like, I needed his support. I needed him. Like, I didn't want to be alone. And we kind of went back and forth about it. And then finally I came to a conclusion that I was like, you know what, just go with your friends. I was like, maybe, maybe this is good. Maybe like, what's the point of sitting at home worrying about this when there's nothing we can do? Maybe you should just go fishing. But that was such a red flag and I should have seen it, but I didn't. Um, so that kind of happened during the week and then the weekend rolled around and during the weekend, I started to experience some spotting. And it was nothing too crazy. It was just, it was so light. It wasn't even like in my underwear. Like it was just kind of like when I went to the bathroom and I wiped a little bit, there was some spotting. And I feel like I wouldn't have been alarmed if everything that was going on wasn't going on because it was so light. And they kind of tell you that this can happen during a pregnancy and that it's normal. But the one thing that was a little bit alarming was it was bright red. So I just said to Kyle, I was like, you know what, with everything going on, with everything we just heard about our ultrasound, I was like, I'm just going to go to the emergency room. I'm just going to put this to rest because I need my answer. Like I can't stay in this state of limbo anymore. Like I need to just know what's happening. So I know that they'll give me an ultrasound at the emergency room and I know that they'll do like some blood work. So I'll get my answer. So we went and they did my blood work and, um, Then they did the ultrasound, and when the doctor had us in the back, he first had just read my blood work. He didn't um, read the ultrasound, and he said to me, everything looks so good. He's like, your HCG is through the roof. Like, you are so pregnant. He was like, honestly, that's a really positive indicator to me that this is a healthy pregnancy. So with the way he acted, I – like felt so good. And I remember I almost got like a little cocky. Like I was like, Oh, like this baby's fine. Like I just like kind of like thought everything was fine. And I got a little cocky about it, but then he came in and he casually and bluntly said, there's no fetal heart tone. And he was just very like matter of fact. I remember he was like, now this means nothing for your future pregnancies. Like sometimes these things happen It's just kind of luck of the draw, and there's nothing you can do to prevent it, and, like, I almost appreciated how, like, matter-of-fact he was because I just wanted my freaking answers, but at the same time, it was, like, super, like, it was kind of cold. Um, I don't know, but he was like, you're going to need to follow up with your doctor on Monday, and he's like, we can't proceed medically unless we know that for sure that that you're actually miscarrying, so he said you need to follow up with your doctor on Monday, So I did, and they had me come in for one more ultrasound just to double check and make sure. And um, that ultrasound confirmed that there was no heartbeat. And I remember just, like, that was the saddest I've ever been in my whole entire life. Like, I can't even – I never want to go, like, feel like that ever again. Like, it was just the worst pain I've ever felt. So – for days and days and days I was just so upset and at the time I was kind of thinking they had talked to me about the three options about how I wanted to pass my baby and what I wanted to do and so for a couple of days I just was kind of thinking that over and trying to decide what was going to be best for me and I just really started grieving um, and we did kind of d on Facebook if that's what you want to call it we kind of posted I got like a letter board and I put my ultrasound on it and I wrote um my favorite what if and I posted that as my picture as my D announcement and I kind of did a little write up about what happened and we just received so much love and people truly genuinely care and um I found so much comfort in relating to people a lot of people were reaching out with their stories and the thing that was so crazy is it's people that I know that went through this as well that were sharing their stories with me and I had no idea that they ever even experienced this and um that really helped me just knowing that I wasn't alone um so in those couple days I kind of decided that I wanted to do a and I just didn't feel comfortable walking around like it just felt awful kind of walking around knowing that there was a baby that wasn't living inside of me and um they say if you pass it naturally it could take a while so I didn't really want to do that I just kind of wanted to get it done and start moving on and Um, so I called my doctor and I said I want to do a DNC and she said, Okay, well I'll have them call you later today and they'll kind of let you know when we can get you in. So this is where the story gets a little a little wacky. Um I received a voicemail from my doctor when I was at work and they told me that I was coming in the next day for my DNC and to not eat after a certain time, not drink after a certain time, like the whole spiel that they give you before you're about to get surgery and what time to be there. So, um, I took off work for two days and I, it's, it's really hard as a hairstylist, like I'm very busy. So it's really hard to like kind of, um, rearrange your schedule and God love our receptionist. She was amazing. She did that for me, but, um, it's kind of hard for me to get off. So, um, I took off two days and my mom picked me up and she took me. And as you can see, Kyle wasn't with me through this. He was working. Surprise, surprise no support. And um, my mom went with me and I went in, I sat there for about 45 minutes. And I remember just like sitting in the waiting room and seeing pregnant mamas walk in. And it was really, really a hard day. Um, So I waited for about 45 minutes. They called me back. And when I got back to my room, the the nurse that took me back, she goes, okay, honey, so have you decided which of the three ways you want to do this? And I remember I just like gave her a funny look. And I said, I'm here for a DNC. Like she goes, what? Uh, She's like, as far as I know, this is just a routine appointment. And then we're going to schedule you for next week for that. And I said, I started to panic. I was like, no, like I took off work. Like it's really hard for me to get off work. And I said, I have a voicemail right here on my phone of them telling me that I was getting my surgery today. And she was like, okay, well let me go see what's going on. Let me go talk to somebody. So um, she did. And then she came back in and she said, okay, tyranny. She said, can you, go do something, find something to do for about two hours, and then come back. She said, the OR will be open at 3.30, and they can do your surgery then, and I said, okay, that's fine. She's like, well, still don't eat anything, because you're getting your, you don't want to eat anything, so I said, okay, like, I won't, um, and so we we kind of killed some time, my mom and I, and then we went back, and this time, the doctor called me back into the office, and he said to me, all right, honey, have you decided which of the three ways you want to do this? Oh, gosh. I know. And I was like, sir, I'm here for my DMC today. And he's like, "Um, no. He's like, no, we're scheduling you for next week. And I was like, okay. I was like, first off, I have a voicemail. Second of all, the nurse told me to come back and not to eat anything because you were doing it. And my mom started getting really, like, my mom was just like, mama bear kicked in. And she was like, this is my daughter. Like, do you realize how hard it is for me to see her go through something like this? And you guys are just kind of dicking her around. Like, what's going on? And I kind of calmed her down. I was like, mom, like, it's fine, whatever. So the doctor was like, all right, let me, let me go see what I can do. So he did. And then he came back and he was like, here's the deal. He's like, I can, he's like, OR, in fact, is open at 3.30. He said, I can schedule you. He said, but you are not considered an emergency. And he said, I know of two cases that are going to be coming in possibly that could take priority over you. So your surgery could keep getting bumped back. And he's like, so it's kind of, he's like, I know you haven't eaten anything since yesterday. He was like, it's kind of up to you. It's kind of just, he's like, you could go in at 3.30 and you'd be fine. He said, or you could get bumped back and not get it done till nine o'clock tonight. He's like, it's just kind of like a waiting game to see what happens. And at this point I was just like exhausted by it all. And I quite honestly didn't really want him touching me because nothing about this doctor's office was going well at all. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to have him prescribe me that medication. I forget what it's called. Do you remember what it's called? It starts with an M. Is it, is it miso, mis, miso, so, uh, miso something.
0: misopristal?
1: Misopristal. Yeah. Like like yeah. So he called that in for me, and I remember I was like, okay, I'm just going to take it tomorrow. I'll go to my mom's house. I have a day off work. I'll do it in the morning and just kind of see what happens, so the next day rolled around, and I took that medication at nine. No, not nine. It was like 11, and then um, I just kind of took a nap and was taking it easy, and I started getting a little crampy, but nothing was happening. No bleeding was happening, so I woke up from my nap at about five and that's when I went to the bathroom and noticed like the bleeding starting and um, by about 530 everything passed and like it was such a graphic horrible thing and I feel so bad for anybody that has to go through this because you should never it's just awful but thankfully I've heard horror stories as far as pain with that medication and thankfully mine was not very painful I just had kind of normal cramping like a period and it kind of was fast, and it just, I thankfully had a good experience with it, but I know a lot of people don't, Um, so at that point, I just kind of started, it was, started putting it behind me a little bit, not behind me, like, I don't want to say, sound like I'm trying to get over my baby or anything, like, I'll remember that baby forever, but it was kind of the point where I was like, okay, I need to start moving forward now, start healing, Um, and I did, and I remember, like, At first it was really hard to get on social media and to see other pregnant mamas and bumps and announcements. Like it was just hard because it was people it was all it's all these people I know. I feel like I'm at that age where just like everybody's getting pregnant and every day I would get on social media and I'd see a new announcement of somebody I knew and then there was some girls that were pregnant as well, kind of in the same time frame I was and I just was seeing their pregnancies progress in a healthy way. And I'm so happy, like so happy for everybody going on with healthy pregnancies. It's just like, when it's so fresh to you, it it hurts. It's hard to see. And um, I just remember I was grieving so deeply. Like it was just a really hard time for me. And oddly, Kyle didn't really seem to grieve at all. Um, I think I saw him cry one time. And that was when the doctor told us there was no fetal heart tone at the emergency room. And I remember I almost felt like I couldn't even talk to him about it. Um, he just had put it behind him so quickly and didn't even discuss it, didn't talk about it, didn't seem phased. And I remember like I tried to like make up excuses in my head for him, and I was like, "Well, everybody says like the man always grieves differently because they don't physically have." the life inside of them and the symptoms every day and everything. So everybody says that they kind of grieve differently, but it just was there was no grief and it was just really bizarre and there was just red flags all the time this throughout this whole journey that I just wasn't seeing and that was also another one of them and um in this process of loss and grief he up and left me to get back together with his ex-girlfriend and um It's funny because, like, I think when she found out that I miscarried, it probably was, like, the best day of her whole life when she heard that news. But for me, it was the worst day of my whole life, and I'll never forget it. And I think that's when she kind of started bugging at him and trying to get him back. And somewhere along the way, he gave in and completely blindsided me, up and left, packed up and moved out. And he deleted every single post, every picture, every everything that we had had on social media about that baby um he completely wiped his life clean of it and to me that's just absolutely sick and he left me behind with the house that he wanted and oh I can't really afford goodness. it so it's been a really so like in the midst of the pregnancy loss and all of that I also had this to deal with and it's just been one of the darkest times in my whole life but thankfully I'm starting to come out of it and things are getting better but it's just crazy to think that something that was so special to me and that life that I created that was my first baby that was my first pregnancy and that is so special to me and it always will be and I think about it every single day and I love that baby so much and just to think that like something so special to me to him was almost a way out and he was so easily able to put it behind him and like I said it's just pretty sick but what do you do I don't know we are titling this
0: episode, Douchebag Dude. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, <laughs>
1: seriously, though,
0: what a dick. <laughs> I know.
1: Oh, my
0: gosh. I, I'm, like, mad for you.
1: I know. I think about it, and I just, like, my heart starts racing, and I get so mad. <laughs> yeah,
0: I rightfully so. Um, okay, I have a, a question, and it's kind of personal, so I don't know, but I know – like for, cause your story's different in the sense that you weren't trying to get pregnant. Yes. And so many of us women on here were, or are trying to get pregnant. And after miscarriage, we continue to do so. I'm just kind of curious where your headspace is at with that. Like, do you feel
1: like the want to try again almost? Oh my gosh. That's like something I definitely want to touch on because that is, the, one of the hardest parts of this. Um, I feel like if I would have had the support of a husband through this, I think like it would have been a lot easier on me because I like, not that I would want to replace that baby by any means, but like you feel like an emptiness inside of you mm-hmm. when you lose a baby that you kind of just want to replace. You want to get pregnant again. And I simply can't. So, um cause I'm not currently in a relationship and I don't really know when I will be, and I want, like, ever since this happened, like, I want to be a mom so bad, and Mm -hmm. like, it's, it's just definitely a struggle knowing that I can't just simply try again, and um, I don't really know what my future has in store as far as that, but that's definitely been one of the hardest things.
0: Yeah, I could imagine that, just because putting myself in your shoes, like, like, I know when I got that first positive pregnancy test, like, I didn't really know how bad I wanted to be a mom. And that's, that really sets in after you get that positive pregnancy test of like, you really want it then, you know, and you realize how badly you want it. So I can imagine like that, you know, not being able to continue to move forward in that sense would be really difficult.
1: Yes. That's a big, that's been the hardest thing for sure. Absolutely. So
0: if you had one piece of advice for somebody in a similar situation, what would it be?
1: So my advice is, I think that if you're even listening to this podcast, you obviously are still in the process of grieving and you're looking for like a platform to kind of find comfort and relatability to other women going through this process. And like, I just think like, it's so important through this to know that you're not alone. Like if you have to seek things like this to help you heal and do it, like, I feel like so many people around me, well, not so many people, one person in particular around me made me feel like ashamed for grieving. And like, there was a time limit on it. Like I needed to just be okay after a certain time, but like, that's not really how it works. And I'm still, Mm. it's been two and a half months and I'm still just as sad as I was that day. So I think to just like, let yourself grieve and be kind to yourself through the whole process and do what you have to do. Yeah, absolutely.
0: And I don't think a lot of people know this because it's fairly new, but you guys, we do have a Facebook page. It's kind of an extension for this podcast called Life After Miscarriage. Um, Just to kind of like throw yourself into the community a little bit more, if this is your healing platform. Um, So the link is always in the description. And then Tierney, how would somebody reach out to you if they wanted to do so?
1: Um, They could do Instagram.
0: Awesome. So I will go ahead and I'll link your Instagram in the description as well. Thank you so much for jumping on and sharing your story. You're a great speaker, by the way. Oh, thank you. Yeah, you really are. (laughs) So I appreciate it. And keep me in the loop with everything. And I'm always here if you need anybody. I will. Thank you so much. You bet. I'll talk to you later. Bye.